Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Mike Bartner Show. This is episode eight, and we have a very special guest, literally like the day one for me, back in my hockey TikTok days of like summer 2021, the main guy on hockey TikTok back then, the alpha, the top dog. Okay, was a little on. guy by the name of Marcuzzi. Marcuzzi, how are we doing today? Um, doing pretty good. Getting through the weeks. Um, it's raining out, so I'm not exactly happy about that. But it is Friday, so weekend's coming up. So you already know we're going to be chilling. Finally Friday. Finally Friday. Everything good going on at college. Marcus attends Merrimack University as a sophomore there. How's it been? I wish it was a university. Oh, yeah, Merrimack College. Merrimack College. Just can't wait for college hockey, I'll tell you that. And I'm glad you want to talk about it. So let's get into this. Uh all right. Well, first off, we're going to talk about some NHL. Obviously, something that I haven't covered yet that came out yesterday was Andre Vasilevsky going to be out eight to 10 weeks. So the season starts in about a week and a half. So give or take, he's going to be out around like seven to eight of the first weeks of the season. It's obviously a massive loss because their backup goalies are Jonas Johansson and Hugo something. I literally forget his name. But Marcus, what's your initial reaction to that? How does this impact the Lightning? their playoff chances, their overall chances to go deep in the Stanley Cup playoffs. What are your thoughts on this injury and their ramifications? So he's out eight to 10 weeks. That's, yeah, eight to 10 weeks, yep. That's probably two months. not. I don't know anything about their goaltending depth, but what I do know about Andre Vasilevsky and what everybody should know is that he's, if not the best goaltender in the National Hockey League, he has been for a couple of years. You know, those two Stanley Cups come off of him. He's, I mean, he's amazing. And me not knowing much about these other two guys, it kind of ruins your confidence a bit. Yeah, I know. Um, it kind of ruins it ruins Tampa Bay's confidence a bit, um, if you really think about it. Because when you have such a good goaltender, you know, you feel confident, especially as a team. And also what I notice is Tampa's, Tampa's defense is kind of like diminished over the last couple of years. So on that back end, they might allow a lot of goals. But a trade, that would be crazy. Yeah, I think I, I think they kind of got to do a trade just because the guy that uh, Johansson is like he played for the Avalanche last year in like two games. He has a career like 880. So I'm looking at them for the past five or six years. Vasilevsky's played on pace for 60 games a year. So it's not like they've they've never really gone through this. So I think it is going to massively impact them in terms of the Atlantic Division. If you're Buffalo, if you're Florida, if you're Ottawa, you're Obviously, hoping that Vasilevsky is like healthy and all, and all that good stuff, but you're kind of like licking your lips, being like, <laughs> we can get out to a good start. Tampa starts like around 500. We're going to be a great position. You're Boston Bruins as well. So, how do you think this impacts the Atlantic? Who do you think benefits the most from this? Well, the way I've always looked at the Atlantic, especially over the last few years, is there's the experienced teams, you know, the Toronto, Tampa, Boston. And then there's the teams that are sort of building up, like Ottawa. Buffalo and Detroit. You know, Montreal's still going to be towards the bottom. They have a lot to work with. But for teams specifically like the Senators and the Sabres, you look at this as sort of an opportunity where are these giants with big veteran talent finally going to, you know, fall off? You're just, as an Atlantic Division, you know, a guy who is a fan of an Atlantic Division team, you're waiting, 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 waiting for that, you know, change of power, sort of. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, as Buffalo and Ottawa, I'd feel a little more confident, but then again, Tampa has a lot of top end talent still, even with Vasilevsky out of the picture. So they'll still be competing in my opinion. It's just, 
when does that you know power struggle like flip yeah yeah for me i think people are definitely going to overreact to it like for the vasilevsky thing they probably safely had tampa at like second now they're gonna be like they're fifth or second like it's gonna go way out of the place which um two months is huge but the regular season is still what like six months and they're definitely gonna have a sense of urgency that maybe they lacked in previous years honestly especially last year they just like cruised once they were basically locked into that third seed and I just think it's funny how people are probably going to pick them to like completely miss the playoffs. And then they're going to trade for like a half decent goalie. And then immediately it's going to be like, no, no, they're, they're a playoff team again. So I don't think it's like the end of the world. This isn't three to four months without him, but it is a pretty big deal in terms of the Atlantic and changing up. Obviously for me, uh, you probably see I'm like very high on the Ottawa Senators. So I, I, I already was probably going to pick Ottawa to be second in division, Tampa third. I think I'm pretty safe in that. I might even go Ottawa to win the division. I know you might think that's absolutely insane, but I don't know. Like if I think they're going to be that good, we'll see. But, but how does, maybe you can maybe preview your, your Atlantic division standings. What do you think that it stands right now? I've been, I've been working on it a lot. I mean, I think consensus is that Toronto's probably going to be first. Um, your pick, your pick with Ottawa interests me a bit. Um, I think what they need to work on, I'm still a bit iffy for the senators on, their goaltending and their defense and maybe filling out that bottom six a bit. I mean, like they got, they got an amazing top six talent, like the young guys on that team. Holy crap. I can't wait to see what damage they do if they all stay together, you know, but um, I mean, I can still see the Bruins, you know, making the top four, you know, it doesn't feel like they'll drop off that far, but they're obviously not going to, replicate last season especially yeah we'll we'll dive into the bruins in a bit we'll but yeah yeah when, when when looking at the auto senators it's funny how like last year they got all this hype the uh, best top six in the entire nhl i i didn't really buy into it i kept i think in my preseason prediction i said that they're gonna be the most disappointing team but i think this year they did improve the goaltending with corpus Allo, forsberg can stay healthy uh jake sanderson emerged out of nowhere so i think yeah i think they were already on tampa's level and again with tampa and maybe now they will have that urgency, but they've really lacked that urgency. And I think Toronto, to a degree, they're really going to be ex- experimental with their team this year. We already saw William Nylander playing center. So I don't know. They're definitely the safe bet to be first. But I think that at this point, they don't really care about winning a division versus Ottawa is going to be like so hungry to like validate their fans and validate their overall core that I could see a scenario where Toronto's a better team. Like in the playoffs, I'd pick Toronto. But I could see the the Ottawa Senators just going balls to the wall during the regular season and then losing in like five games in the first round or something like that. But we'll move on to that. That's obviously Vasilevsky talk. Boston Bruins, me personally right now, I'm just going to start off with this. I don't think they make the playoffs next year. I, Why not? I, what? Why not? The forward core is depleted. It, it, is, it is brutal. What's the, the third best forward is DeBrusque. The fourth best is like Charlie Coyle right now. Zaka, I, I guess. I'd put like Zaka up in there yeah. too. Um, it's it's difficult to look at it because for so long you've always had the safety that safety belt where it's like okay you have Bergeron and Krejci as your top six. Now you don't, and it's, like it's a little bit of a coil. Yeah, I know. Now it's a little bit of a ah panic mode, but I still think the Bruins are going to be a competitive team. Um, yeah. What I like seeing now with Bergeron and Krejci retiring is that there are roster spots open and the guys, the Bruins signed over the off season. There's a lot of competition for who's going to play. And yes, it's a lot of like buy low guys. And I understand where people look at it and they're like, they completely bottled this off season. 
I don't think they're going to completely fall off and miss the playoffs. There's still a lot of players on this team. You still have probably, in my opinion, one of the best defensive cores in the National Hockey League. And in my opinion, the best goalie tandem in the National Hockey League for another year at least. So that's going to be a key part of what this team's success is going to look like. Obviously, with Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman, those two guys are going to, you know, be a brick wall. They're going to have to carry, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, when look at Boston Bruins, I think their offseason did get some hate just because it was like they already had to deal with like $5 million in cap overage. Like Orlov, Bertuzzi, no one really expected them to resign them. But like when they lost them, like the casual talking heads were like, oh my God, what the hell? Like, I, I don't know why there was such an overreaction to that. But yeah, I just look at them and last year they did have a pretty decent offense and the defense was so fantastic. But I think this year, they're going to be in like those two, one, three, two battles. And I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get to that third goal in order to win the game. And overall, I think Lena Solmark, Swayman, although they are fantastic, I think there is going to be some regression there. Both of them was in like 938 and like a 928. There's going to be some regression there. The defense core is still solid. Who'd they lose? They lost Clifton. Clifton and- went to Buffalo. Yeah. Orlov went to Carolina. Um, but aside from that, yeah. It's it's still a pretty solid defensive core. You have to admit. Yeah, with, no, no. It's it's still definitely top ten, but I don't know if it's if it's best in the if league. If it's going to like carry the yeah. Bruins over. Because I get what you're saying. The off the offense is not the same. You do not have the Selkie man himself, Patrice Bergeron. You don't have David Krejci. That hurts the defense. Poshnok's yeah. numbers are going, in my opinion, I mean they're gonna they're gonna deplete. There there are guys that are going to have to step up in roles where they probably didn't expect they would. Especially even though Jake DeBrusque had like 50 points last year, he's going to have to, you know, take some more of the load. Zaka's going to have to take more of the load. But from what I've read, he says he's up to the challenge. But it, it these are huge skates to fill. Huge. Yeah, dude. Even even Brad Marchand last year, although they were so good, he was below point per game for the first time in like five or six years. So like if they're going to be a playoff team, they're going to need him to go back to being like a 90 to 95 point selkie level guy for the most part because although james van reamsdyke can maybe get you 22 goals and like 46 mm-hmm. points it, it's it's just they they need their top guys to show up and even pasta 113 points i don't think he's scoring 60 goals next year so some of their top stars really need to step up and maintain or in marshawn's case even exceed his ex is play last year in order to keep that offense at the same level i just don't see it happening and i agree with you maybe this year well you think there they'll be i think they'll be highly competitive playoffs i don't know but it wouldn't be the worst thing for them to do a little retool year get all that money off like this year is not there's really no expectations for the most part if they don't make the playoffs i think people will just realize oh we have a bunch of money coming off the books we can retool and make the team better in the future next year is not essential but it, it it's going to be very interesting it's going to be very interesting I agree. I just think that just just to you know sum it up, next year there is some room for money. I think I agree with you when you say they should retool it. I think what the Bruins are so focused on is just keeping a winning team because you're one of the most like you're one of the highest markets in the National Hockey League, right? So you have to keep a competitive team on the ice. But that should leave some room for some young guys to come in. I, and I'm glad we're sort of going through a a retooling phase because it's kind of a wake up call to the front office. Like, okay, we don't, we don't have like the guys are going to stay loyal to us forever. Like we got to switch it up a bit. Yeah. It, it is a little bit of a weird situation. because like, maybe in a perfect world, although you don't like to like enter a rebuild, maybe you could like do like a two to three year, like 
kind of rebuild, retool, but Pasta has eight years left on his deal now. McAvoy has, what, like six or seven? It's like they have their two franchise players locked up, but the rest of the core is pretty old. So they're in this weird transitional where, like, they kind of need Fabian Lysel to really pop off. They need some of their young guys to really take that next step because the plan is right now to be competitive over the next five years. It's not, it's not like a Pittsburgh where they're like all in, then maybe we suck. They're kind of in this weird transitional thing. I mean, we saw with Bergeron and Marchand when they missed the playoffs for what, like two years, and then like they dipped after 20, 2011, 2013, missed the playoffs, then immediately shot back up or in the cup final by 2019. So maybe we can see something like that. It's definitely going to be interesting. Amen to that. I'm just do you think, for the best. Uh, do you think Sweeney's the man to uh, I don't, I don't take know. him through that? I mean, the way I've always seen uh, Don Sweeney is – I don't, I'm not sure he's the best, like, sort of draft general manager, right? Yeah. But he does make a, a good amount of deals. The, the deals he's made for some of these guys, and you look at how the players turn out, it's like, holy crap, he kind of he lowballed on it. I think he's a good, he's a good competitive GM in yeah. the sense, like, he makes good trades in the sense that he, he does good signings. He knows where the team, like, needs to fill holes. But for a team that's kind of retooling and rebuilding, I'm unsure if he's, I'm, I'm, I need to see it. I need to see yeah. it. Because when he came in, the Bruins were almost out of their retool and they were getting back into those playoff years. But now it's a real challenge where you have to draft some skill. You got to build up a new team, you know? Yeah, but what sucks, is, what's their, their first round pick next year's top 10 protected? I, I mean, think. I th- wasn't that Detroit's one with uh, Bertuzzi? We yeah, said yeah. Detroit. I think they put some type of protection on it just in case right. they stunk. So if we absolutely bottle it and we make the top 10, that, that'd be, I mean, yay, we get the pick. But if we finish like in between like the 10 to 15, it's like, oh, like you don't really get the pick. Yeah, that that would be worst case scenario. They're like uh, 89 point team, finish with the 11th overall pick. That would, that would be an absolute. You give an Atlantic team like the, that's on the come up, like another top 11 pick. That would definitely stink. I would probably laugh at that. But uh, I'm stressed. Uh, well, actually, well, actually, Detroit, because of the, the Brinka trade, they have two firsts, but the worst one goes to Ottawa. So maybe your trade might, your pick might be going to Ottawa. It's confusing. Oh, son of a gun. That's yeah, last but either way, either way, it's going to an end division. I'm even worse if it's Ottawa. But uh, yeah, what what else do I could talk about on the Boston Bruins? Who's maybe one player this year that you think is the most important? Maybe not like a Pasta or like an Olmark, obviously, or McAvoy. Those are like your superstars need to show up, need to ball out. Who is an underrated or just who, who's a player on the Boston Bruins that is going to be one of the most valuable, important players on this team that maybe not enough people are talking about? Uh, I mean, you look at our center depth, especially it's definitely depleted, uh, a signing I liked and I want to see more of, I haven't really watched him much is, uh, Morgan Geeky. Uh, I want to see he's young, he's 24, but I want to see what he can do. I I don't know about him yet. I I didn't really watch Seattle that much, but I feel like he's sort of a, a buy low kind of guy where you look at his production he produced last year, but coming into Boston now I feel like now as the second third line center kind of guy I feel like he he could probably be someone where people look at where it's like oh shoot this guy you know if he breaks out then then great but if he just kind of stays around that margin that's good too but for me 
that's someone I'm definitely looking out for because I don't know much about him yet. Yeah, definitely. Like a like a JVR, you kind of know what you're getting with him. Yes. Morgan Geeky can kind of go. Any is he signed for one year or two years? Two years at Ooh. four million total, I think. So it's two by two. All right, so if he breaks out, it's not even like, oh, he breaks out for one year and then you got to just let him go because you can't pay him or something or you need to pay him. Could be a nice little value signing. Don Sweeney, cook it up, cook it up. But uh, moving on, great Boston Bruins talk. I kind of wanted to dive into the world of college hockey. College hockey is Marcus's forte. This guy's the college hockey expert. You should be following him if you care about college hockey in any capacity. Marcus. Who is the teams to know and what's your like top five right now in NCAAs and we can also talk some hockey East. All right. Well, top, top five in NCAA. I mean, one has to be, be out of the way. Boston university. That must I hurt mean, to say. They're coming. It, it does hurt to say because <laughs> I mean, shoot, my father told me, he goes, when you go to college, and if you go to a hockey school, you are going to understand what it's like to lose to be you. And I know yeah. what it's like to lose to be you. And it sucks. Because they're always so good. And this year, they have the projected number one overall pick, Macklin Celebrini, uh, played for the Chicago Steel. He's really good. I Celebrini, can't not Chell. Did you say Celebrini? Celebrini? Sorry, I take Celebrini. Italian. So like, <laughs> yeah, you probably played a lot of Chell. I take, I, take, I take Italian, so CE is a ch for me. My bad. Uh, but oh, Macklin, really? Maybe you are right. Uh, oh, maybe I'm wrong. You're, you're, you're the know. Italian. You're the Italian. All I've only I know heard Celebrini. Is this. He's good. Yeah. And he's really going to help that that top line for BU that they kept most of the roster for me. Um, so looking at it, they're going to dominate. Uh, they made a frozen, po- frozen four appearance last year down in Tampa, but they got absolutely mopped by Minnesota this year. You look at it and now they don't even have a star in lane Hudson on the defensive side. You're bringing in a star on the forward side. Cause they had a very good forward core, but I think what they were missing was like that one key, like star guy. And now yeah. you're bringing in a guy like, Celebrini, Celebrini. You're bringing in Macklin. Macklin, yeah, we'll call him Macklin. We'll call, we'll call him Macklin. We're, you're bringing in Macklin, and he's going to be amazing. Also in the goaltending stance, Matthew Caron, um, Drew Camesso for the goaltender for the Terriers last year. He's now in Chicago. Yeah. So they needed to go in the transfer portal. They found Browns Matthew Caron. He has a career nine nine twenty save percentage with Browns. So that should bring him some goaltending in the back end for for, for my first place. That's for sure. Um, someone else I'd like to see in my top five is Quinnipiac. I mean, they kept their big three in, uh, Colin Graff. Uh, shoot. I forget their other two names. It was Lipkin, Sam Lipkin, Lipkin too. He's another guy. And, uh, I think Jacob Quillian's another guy you want to look at. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they have, they still have almost the same roster. The only thing I'd say that stinks for them is they're losing Yannif Peretz. Yeah. He's now on to the NHL. Where do you go? But- Carolina? Yeah, he's on Carolina now. That's, but there's still gonna I, be I, there's there's some collusion there because they didn't fight Brendan Moore's kid. <laughs> yeah. Brendan so, Moore was on Quinnipiac last year. Yeah. Scott, yeah, Skyler's <laughs> now on Florida too, which is kind of yeah. funny. But most of the team is coming back. Quinnipiac's gonna be an offensive powerhouse. The only thing I'd say is we'll figure out their goaltending, but they're still in my top five. Another yeah, team. Yeah, can, can I say one thing on Quinnipiac? Yeah. Quinnipiac kind of reminds me of like Gonzaga and college basketball like it's not it's not the most talented well Gonzaga started to pump out some like draft lottery talent but like it's not all these talented young guys it's more so like the juniors and seniors they develop it right versus right. like a BU Michigan that's all these like to first round draft picks which is great which those players are going to be better in the long run but in college hockey when you have them when you have a 22 year old grown man going against like a 19 year old kid 
<laughs> that that extra 20 to 30 pounds does matter especially at the college hockey level so quinnipiac because they're not this massive massive name haven't been able to recruit at that level but they get like the ideal guys and who's their coach again uh ah, shoot i forget his name my my uh my buddy's friends with him i forget his name right, he, but like, yeah yeah he, he just coach yeah he just knows who to recruit who to de- and he's just so good at developing so when they are those juniors and seniors they're just so physically imposing and can just dominate i remember watching that game against minnesota and it was so it was so uniform so well coached against them because minnesota obviously had that super line last year but oh, quinnipiac's yeah. overall strategy and physicality was able to neutralize them for most of the game so i i love watching quinnipiac play what what conference do they play in? They play in the ECAC, which is also known to many college hockey fans as the Easy AC because yes, uh, they go they like tw- they go like twenty seven two and two every year or something. Yeah, no, they they dominate that conference all the time, and, and they- honestly, they've been building they've been building this program. It's been thirty years yeah. in the making, so you know. Can they can they like apply for hockey membership? I mean, like they're kind of close. So the way. I remember when Harvard came into the hockey East for a year. And then I remember, um, I think it was Harvard or Notre Dame. Notre Dame was starting uh, their hockey program in the hockey East. That's so far away. (laughs) I know. It was weird. Uh, But I think the hockey East is like straight. It it could work. It It makes play like it's it's new. It's New Haven area. Like it's It's near New Haven, right? Yeah. So that's close. That's. Two two hour three hour drive from Boston. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, for me though, if Quinnipiac came into the Hockey East, the competitive that conference would be a. It's like the SEC. It yeah, would become the true. SEC in football. You'd have to like expand the the tournament to like thirty two teams. Oh my yeah, it'd be, god! It'd be absolutely like, loaded. This it's a loaded. Yeah, you're right. It is a loaded, loaded team, and and such a good program that's been building up. Hold on, what the hell? Their coach's name is. What's his name? Oh, this is the women's team. What? Right, Rand Pecknold. Pecknold. Rand Peck Pecknold. Yeah, yeah, he's a stud. He's a stud. He's a stud. Fudge. He's so he's such a good coach. I remember a story when he went on. Uh, I think it was Spitting Chicklets, and he said he would have like thirteen goalies trying out in his early years, and he'd say like, "Can you play forward instead?" <laughs> That's where he started, and now he's yeah. on top of the world. Yeah, no, it's why like couldn't like all the rest of the schools. There's a couple like 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 the Minnesota like St. Cloud or. or yeah, like that, that come out of nowhere is, mm. yeah, Minnesota State Club. Like, that's, that's hockey state. The fact Quinnipiac went from some small Connecticut school to hockey powerhouse is absolutely insane. Another team that I think is going to be interesting is Boston College. Boston College, talking mainly Boston right now. Boston College brought in Will Smith, Gabe Perot, Ryan Leonard, uh, Artem something, some guy that went in the fourth round. Will Smith. I said Will Smith. You did, you did. Oh, yeah, Drew, oh, Drew Fast, Festcue or whatever. Like they, they, they by far are the number one recruiting class last year in the nation. What's your kind of expectations for them? Because they really weren't that good of a team last year, right? Weren't they like sub five hundred? It was, yeah. They were about a five hundred team. They were getting over the the um, the Jerry York hangover sort of thing, where yeah. you lose a Hall of Fame coach, and it's like you know nobody wants to play for you all of a sudden. Transitional year, yeah. A transitional year, right? And so, like, many hockey's teams like Merrimack took advantage of that because, I mean, shoot, they've been dominating for God knows how long. But, and they, and they had to have, like, Cutter Gauthier, like, you know, try and take most of the load. And yeah. now you look at it and it's like, you have Gauthier and then those NTDP guys. It's going to be nuts. And uh, another player I want to mention is Jacob Fowler in the goaltending category. He was a third-round pick Canadians, to Montreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I can't wait to see what he can do. But I mean, oh my god, this team the is offensive going to, talent is going to be the oozing, talent. dude. It, it it could be levels of if it's like Leonard Smith Gauthier on that first line or Perot for Leonard. That could be as good as maybe even the Minnesota Nyes Snuggerud line, line last year. I love him. I love Logan Cooley. I think he's an absolute stud. Matthew Nyes is a six three freaking unit. I, I think I think that line's be fantastic. Because Goche, yeah, last year with not a lot of talent, still had like thirty seven points in thirty two games. He was like the most yeah. underrated player in college hockey somehow, yeah. even though he was a fifth overall pick. Has all this hype around him. Dominated the U.S. developmental scene. I remember I went to frozen Fenway and he just stood out because he's like six, three or six, four absolute beast, just flying around the ice. Whenever he had the puck on his stick, I was just in like awe and his shot was next level. Yeah. It's it's a candidate. (laughs) It's a goddamn cannon. So I think this year when he has a playmaker, like a Will Smith or Gabriel Perel, there are two play styles with cutter Gauthier to just rip home goals. I think he can score would be a high number, like 25 in college hockey. That'd be like a 25 yeah, to 25 a season. Very good number to have. Yeah. I think, I think that they might not be the best teams. I don't know how good their defensive core is. I, I'm not too aware of that. But in terms of offense, they're going to have one of the most explosive offenses in college hockey, no doubt. The sky's the li- I, I mean, normally you don't see freshman te- teams with a lot of freshman talent take off, but I feel like they're going to they're gonna surprise a lot of people. Not many people are looking at them where it's like, Oh, they're they're a real scary team. I'm I'm scared of Boston College this year yeah. in the Hockey East. They're going to finish top three in the conference, and I would not be surprised if they made the national tournament and did some damage in there. So watch out because the Eagles, the Eagles are right back where they're supposed to be, and I'm so mad about it. Yeah, Mer- Merrimack one good year. Comes crash. It was your freshman year too. You you peaked as a freshman. How does that feel? Your team (laughs) your team peaked as a goddamn freshman. No, it's still gonna be it's still gonna be a fun competitive year. I'm excited because there's so much competitiveness coming to the hockey East. I mean, shoot, even next year, where I'm already looking at next year, where it's like Cole Eiserman is coming to Boston University. It's like you've got to deal with that, and then just Cole Hudson too. Cole Hudson, Hudson, yes, Lane's brother, man. Oh my god! And and then I saw I was a week week or so ago. uh, Jimmy Hagen's the projected like top two pick in twenty twenty five. He committed to Boston College. It's like it's pretty interesting how for a while everybody was going to Michigan, Minnesota. Not saying it's been a complete shift, but it seems like some of the top guys recently are heading maybe that's just because those guys were from the minnesota from that area versus eiserman is from the boston area i think hagan's is from northeast as well but it is pretty interesting how some of these boston programs are taking back college hockey compared to these big 10 massive programs right as a as a young kid growing up constantly watching it um mostly it was new england that kind of dominated the landscape of college hockey you also had i wanted to also mention some other teams that are still going to be good even though they might have lost a, a little bit of NHL talent, Minnesota's still going to be contending. They're still yeah. a great program. Den- Denver, they still got Massimo Rizzo. That's a that's a guy I'm high that's on. An all that's an all world name. I know, Massimo right? Rizzo. <laughs> Maximum Riz. That's what that's yeah. what my friends call him. Uh, Michigan's still going to be great. Uh, a team. To Michigan's look out a little for. bit like, who, like I was looking at the roster. They have Gavin Brindley, who was a. Uh, Early, it was like first pick in the second round. Right. They have Seamus Casey, Devil's second round pick. Rucker McGrody, Jets, but. It's a pretty it's a pretty down year for Michigan compared to the last three years they've had power, Hughes, Veneers, Fantilli like come through there. Right. It's gonna Another, be very interesting to see them to, to see how they do without by far the most talent in the goddamn league. 
They did like, also add a defenseman I really liked watching last year, uh, Marshall Warren from Boston College. He's he's a pretty solid defenseman. Uh, he'll add straight into their lineup. He'll yeah. solidify that defense. Another team I want to look at, an underdog team that you should – I don't even want to consider them underdogs because they're a giant that has been sort of sleeping, North Dakota. North Bro. Dakota is starting to work their way back to that, you know, premium dominance that yeah, they used the to Jonathan have. Tays, oh my god! I mean, yeah. some names. I'm just looking at my one of my screens here. Jackson Blake and Reese Gayberg. They were last season's uh, yeah, leading scores for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, they've brought in a couple players from the transfer portal. Uh, Cameron Berg from Omaha. Uh, Hunter jo- Jonas. Jonas. I don't even know these. Some of these guys are like low guys you wouldn't hear of because they're from like lower programs but they're they're better scores from those lower programs right so you bring yeah. them you bring those low end guys to North Dakota and you know you never know the sky's the limit for that team i just can't wait to see what they can do especially with Jackson Blake a returning now he's a sophomore i preseason he made the preseason poll for all uh NCHC, I forget what division mm-hmm. they're in. Golly, look at me. Um, but they're a team I'd want to look out for. for yeah, sure. yeah. I remember, and I was looking, I think Jesse Blake recent, or Jesse Pollock. I was talking about yeah, Blake. he went Je- there, yeah. Jesse Pollock went there. Sickest arena ever. And and actually, a uh, U.S. developmental program kid that actually follows me on Instagram, EJ Emery, just committed there. So they're they're on they're on the come up. And it's good, especially especially because they're not like one of those premier Big Ten programs. So it's good to have more diversity instead of, just Michigan and Minnesota dominating the Midwest. And and they've been one of the premier programs over the last 30 years. So it's always good when they're good. What other, right. what was our next topic that we we're going to go through? That was great college hockey talk. I love college hockey. Next up, we're going to go back to the NHL for a little bit. I should have done this before. But who is one player in the league that you think is going to explode? That's going to explode. Yeah. So, I mean... There's there's a lot of candidates that could fit this, um, but one guy I've looked at a lot because I've been you know I've been a bit high on them and looking at preseason rankings and everything. Uh, Kent Johnson out of Columbus, Ooh. I like I like him. I like him. He's a prolific player. But yep. what's really going to he had forty points this past season, I believe, mm-hmm. and I think he can I think he can build on that because it's the right timing to come into a junior season, his third season in the NHL, he's getting Adam Fantilli. Mm-hmm. Probably and in the second that line, yeah. connection, I don't know how Fantilli's going to do in his first year, but I mean, in training camp, he was doing like, you know, crazy stuff. Yeah. I remember watching all the highlights, but I feel like these two could be quite the connection that Columbus is looking for. And I feel like he could really, you know, spike up to maybe 60 points this year with Fantilli. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. They they obviously didn't play together at Michigan. Uh, Johnson was the year before, but I'm sure there's, there's some type of relationship there. Adam Fantilli, when he was about to come, probably like visited, met up with Ken Johnson. They probably hmm. shared the ice together even before playing in Columbus. Michigan men connection. I think that is a solid pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that high on Columbus as a team, but I think their offense is definitely going to be a lot better. And if Kent Johnson maybe can get on that top power play with Goudreau, who would the top power play be? Goudreau, Line, maybe Fantilli or Marchenko. I, I think it's perfectly reasonable that he could go for like 60 points, maybe like a 23 and 37 assist season. I think that's a good pick. It's a good pick. For me, obviously, I'm, I'm rocking with Evan Bouchard. It's kind of a basic pick. I, I know people are expecting him to like jump because he's playing on the power play. 
I think he's going to go for like 70 or 75. I know that might be absolutely insane. I think he's, he has a real potential to be a top five scoring defense in the NHL because all of his advanced underlying numbers are pretty solid and he's just getting gotten better every single year. And then you look at him in the playoffs and regular season to end the year. He went 19 points in 19 games and 17 in 12 games. He, he, he's going to absolutely explode. Do I think he's actually like a top 20 defenseman in the league? No, but he plays on Edmonton. So that's, a, that's a good point. Tyson yeah, Berry's think- putting up like 65 points consistently on Edmonton. I can't wait to see him on this on that Oilers uh, power play. And thanks for thanks for uh, reminding me that Kent and Adam didn't play together. God, my brain had a fire. Are you about to say? Yeah, they played together. No, that's that's a good point. You make a good point, but I feel like that's sort of I feel like with Fantilli coming in, that would help Johnson a lot. Yeah. Um, but you make a good point with Bouchard. I don't think it's much of a a basic pick. I mean, he's he's starting to mold into a key piece of this Oilers, um, you know, defense. Even though he's more of an offensive player, but you know, the more guys that emerge for the Oilers are going to help them win a Stanley Cup. So I'm yeah. really high on seeing him too. He's a good, he's a good pick. All right, up next. This, this, this oh, is to end the show. Win. This is going to be fun. We are going to be doing an Atlantic Division draft. Every player in the Atlantic is up for grabs. We need three forwards, two defensemen, and one goaltender. We're going to just going to assume that they're healthy. So you can pick Andre Vasilevsky if you want feel free we're not gonna be like oh he's hurt he's hurt these are just when these guys are at their best right now well based on how good they are right now when healthy mm-hmm. we're gonna be doing that so first off i'm gonna defer we won't even do a snake draft just a snake draft would be boring just two, two person <laughs> snake draft just going <laughs> back and forth to two, two, two. but um marcus i feel like we're not doing like the specifics so i don't really care about having first overall so you can go first all right bet um sh- man this is so much talent <laughs> There's so much talent. Um, I mean, looking at these teams, I mean, first overall, I, I know who I want to put on my right wing. Let's go David Pasternak. You knew I was going to take that. first overall. You knew how I was going to take him first. I, I mean, am going, oh, fuck, no. I shouldn't have, first overall doesn't actually matter. I forgot about Pasta. I'm going to go Austin Matthews. Okay, that's a good one. So Matthews is off the board. Uh, I'm trying to visualize this so I can remember. Yeah, you can, it, we'll do it like, Positions do kind of matter. You do want a left wing center, right? But if like they've played center, like I don't know how to explain right. this, but like, like, like you no, can't. I get what you're saying. Also, Matthews has never played wing. Don't throw him on your wing. That, that I would yeah. take that into account, but obviously not. Um, Atlantic. like Tate Thompson has played right wing. You can qualify him as a right wing, too. He uh-huh. has. Okay. Yeah. I so, have dual eligibility in, in, uh, fantasy, I think. I don't know. There you go. Um, shoot. A guy who I want to. Hmm. Dude, this is tough because it's so much talent. Oh my god. Um crap. You know what? I'm just gonna go. Oh, I already took a hmm. I wanna what position has I wanna take Mitch Marner with my second pick, but he's a right wing. And I just gave you the idea of taking a. I just gave you the idea of taking Marner. I mean, okay, we we, we can get rid. Of, you, I guess you don't need just three, but you need like one center. I guess. We'll okay. Say. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm building my team, so I'm gonna put Mitch Marner in at my other wing. Marner. Uh, all right. Then I'm sprinting to the board and I'm selecting Matthew Kachuk. Oh shoot! That was a good one off the board. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a good one. That I assumed. One. I assumed that you're gonna go with Kachuk. Damn, I forgot about him. Crap. I'm like starting to forget players. I got to pull up my phone. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I totally get what you're saying, but there's so much talent in this. Yeah. In no, no, yeah. Marner, Marner and Kachuk, there's not like 
that big of a gap. So much talent here. Um, who to pick? God, I wish it was like the all. It, it was around all star game. It's it's gonna be funny when I post these like anonymously, and you have like Pasta McAvoy, and, like Hallmark, <laughs> and that. Like, oh, which one's Marcus's? I mean, I mean, well, can you blame me? You know, what I mean, yeah. um, who go do next? I want? I think I want to either. I mean, you got to go with a goaltender. I don't know. I mean, I might just take best best goalie yeah. in the league in my opinion i might just take vaz i might have to i need a good goaltender all right that's good then i can just wait to take a goaltender last night you picked one. yeah there you that's go an advantage i'm gonna go screw it also also for like the fairness of like people assuming that it's not knowing that your team that it's your team immediately i'm gonna go with mcavoy here we oh. both have one bird we have both have one bird Come on! <laughs> I, I couldn't have you have like no, McAvoy, okay. Lindo, and Pasta. That. That's a good pick. That's a yeah. good pick. Um, so I got a wing. I got. Are we gonna wing. do right defense, left defense though? I'm gonna. Or... I'm just gonna pick defenseman. I'm just looking right. at it from that perspective. Yeah, 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 that's fair. That's fair. Okay, let's see who we have. God, there's just so much talent. You know, I don't want to be. It like, is ridiculous. Oops. I don't this... want to leave somebody off the board, but like if we did like the Pacific, it would be like Drysital, McDavid, McDavid, and then there's like a big drop off. Then it's like Pedersen, then like another drop off. This one oh. is tough. Um, let's see. Someone who I think, I you know what I want to fill out this position. Someone who I think is probably one of the more underrated at his position in the National Hockey League. I love him. He's probably one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, nope. I want to t- I want to take Braden Point as my center. I like that. Yeah, I want to take. Braden I, I, I was I was gonna if I didn't take Matthews, I was I was eyeing Point. <laughs> All right, let me. I got the NHL app up right now. I'm just like see the divisional teams, not even look up the players. Um, next up, I need I need a winger. I need another winger. Could <laughs> um, take that. Do I, I throw? That do I throw Tage on wing? Dude, there's there's someone that we both. Will miss on if you don't take him. I'm just saying. There's a guy that. Oh right. oh oh, Nikita Kucherov. There you, <laughs> go. <laughs> you should. I'm surprised you, I didn't take I, him. I, I I would not have done that. I would not. I would not have given you that hint. You're oh better. You're God. better man than me, dude. I would have been like, if yeah, Tate Thompson here is a great pick. It's a great pick. If he was left <laughs> off the board, that yeah. would have been like what. What are you doing? You got to get some defensemen, dude. I do, but there is still a lot of great options left uh, for me. Just just looking at some of these amazing, amazing talents. Yeah. You know, there's so much talent in the National Hockey League, people. Um, <laughs> there's so much talent here, people. Give Real me an take. effing break. Real hot take. Okay. Uh, son of a gun. I could go with a few people, but someone who I think is going to build off his his year. Uh, I want to take Rasmus Dalin. Get him off the board. Oh, oh, I want to take Rasmus Dalin. Yeah, I think yeah, he's that... he's developing into a real a that's, real good player. That's one of that's by far the number one. Arguably, I kind of forgot about him. I <laughs> no, I probably would have went McAvoy, but that 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 that's there's a fat drop off after this. Now I got two defensemen on the board. Damn, dude! I Hedman and Hedman or Sergachev is like intriguing, but Hedman just had a big down year. Hey, but if you pair him with a good defenseman, he plays a lot better. I'll tell you that. Yeah, facts. Um, My philosophy is you're only as good as the people around you. Yeah, I'm going to go. You know, I have McAvoy. I'm going to. 
Drum roll. Imagine I just go like Matt Grizzly just because I have McAvoy, right? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go Headman. I don't love that. <laughs> But I'll take the it. Disappointment at that, like select. because because like, I, dude, dude. The thing with Hetman is, some people are like, are acting like he's not a top fifty defenseman after one year. Other people are saying he's still top three. It's like, it's it's one of those things where there's such extremes. Like, obviously, if you think Victor Hetman's ass nowadays, like you're just stupid. He had one down year, but the year before that, he had eighty four points and was a uh, Norris finalist. But it, it, he's just, yeah, he's a very controversial player at this point. So you yeah, got a defenseman left. I have one defenseman left, and I think to put on my team, there's there's two options, really. There, there's really two options. I can't think of any – or three, actually. But I think the most solid selection to kind of round out my team, I'd probably you know go back to Toronto and take uh, Morgan Riley. Um, I think I want to take him. Uh, Ekblad was still on the board for me, uh, Cider too, but I think I want to just go with the – you know, solid Morgan Riley. That's solid. Hi, right, so your team that. is Pasta, Marner, Point, Darlene, Riley, Vass. My team is Austin Matthews, Kachuk, McAvoy, Kucherov, Hedman, and then I got to pick goalie. I just go Devon, Devin Levi. Shock everybody. <laughs> Shock the world. Insane. I think I got to go Omar. Like, yeah. Not, not, yeah, not that there's like, there's not really any uh, Samsonov. Bobrovsky, Levi, Corposalo. I mean, Bobrovsky Cusso. had a good year last year. Yeah, but no, he like, balled out in the playoffs. But yeah, I think, I think I'm gonna go with Omar. That's that's a good they, choice. They might think that my team's your team at this point. <laughs> Two <laughs> Bruins. Hi, hi. Here we go. Here's the official, uh, the official teams, and you can't even see it. it's in reverse. Yeah, I know. But uh, hi, I'm I'm definitely throwing that up on Instagram. But anyway, oh my God. that's that's the episode. We went for like 42 minutes. Marcus, anything you want to plug? Really appreciate you having you on. Uh, I want to plug that. I want to thank uh, and Beyond Hockey Michael Bartner Productions for uh, inviting me to come talk. Uh, I appreciate you, Mike. You a dog. You a real one. Will not be the um, last time. Will not be the last time. As a guarantee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this this show. It's it's awesome what you're doing with this show. And uh, I mean, I'm praying the sky's the limit for you. Go. Same go with you, dude. You got to start posting on on YouTube and more other platforms. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Can't, I've been, can't just be TikTok and I know. IG. It's just for for me. It's just like when I'm at when I'm at school. It's just like you know when I'm doing like my schoolwork. It's like man, I'll tell yeah. you this week I had like three essays i had to buck out in like two tests i was like stressed yeah, yeah it's tough no no it's, it's 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 definitely tough but yeah that's why i put off youtube it's like whenever i wanted to start doing it i wanted to like do it right have the time do to it. do it carve it out i don't want to have fast some shit but you'll you'll get there eventually again you're only a sophomore you're only what 19 yeah yeah 19 so like, you have old, time baby. i'm 23 years old I'm old i'm old i'm washed up i gotta make this work but you got time you're doing great in school i have no doubts that once you You'll be successful. You'll be successful anyway. You'll be successful everywhere. Check him out. You want your college hockey talk, NHL Bruins talk? He's your guy. It's going to be the future face of college hockey. Just throw like a hockey page, like everything college hockey, whatever that one page. I love everything college hockey. Yeah, those guys are amazing. You should like, you should like hit them up and see if you can like work for them or like into. They already, they already hit me up. We like talk all the time about like college and stuff. Yeah. And I will be coming up to Boston at some point this year. Maybe hit up some college hockey games. Maybe at a Boston Bruins game. There will be an in person. I'll, I'll I'll come up with one of my boys. We'll do like a fucking vlog or something. It'll be bean intense. Pot. It'll bean pot might be the move. Bean, bean pot. pot. When is that? When is that? 
Uh, the bean pot's around like uh, the turn of the new year. They do it around like January, February, I think. All right, all right. So, so we'll make that happen. But thank you guys all for watching. Comment, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. See you guys in the next one. Really appreciate it. Peace out.